The following was edited by Pop Pop Audio Visual. For more information on Pop Pop Audio Visual, please visit our website, poppopav.ca. Perfectly Average Humans, welcome to our podcast, where we're out to shatter the misconception that being perfectly average means an unremarkable life. We're out to prove that every individual, regardless of their perceived averageness, possesses a unique story, invaluable lessons, and incredible experiences that deserve to be shared with the world. Join us as we uncover the extraordinary within the ordinary. My name is Jess T. I'm here with Donnie, and you've stumbled upon Perfectly average people. I like to call it pap. <laughs> pap. That means a different thing when you're a woman. So, like, I think I'm going to avoid calling this pap. <laughs> but, but there's there's two P's, right? Perfectly average people podcast or pap. Pa, pa. Yeah, okay. maybe a topic for a future podcast, but perhaps not for our inaugural podcast. And this isn't the first time that you've done podcasting. It's not my first time, in fact. It's not the first time that we've done this together, but it's kind of the first time we're doing it for ourselves. I was doing podcasts before podcasts were cool, hundreds of them, and I've done them for other people. And I was so happy that we decided to do this because I was like, you know what? It's time for me to do a podcast for me. It's a little bit like deliciously selfish, right? And we're both communications professionals. Like that's our professional background. You know, we think about our audience first. That's the first thing that we think about. We think about what their why is. I'm really more concerned about what our why is. Why are we doing this? So Dom, why why are we doing this? Why are you doing this? Semi-retired. I like to say I'm retired from the business. My wife says, no, you're semi-retired because you need to get out of the house. (laughs) To literally finally say, I want to do this for myself, do a podcast of something I like to do. Where this goes, we have no idea. There's no hidden agendas here. I don't care if this podcast makes money. I don't care if this podcast gets a sponsor. If it does, fabulous. Totally. Right? And hopefully, out of the billions of people on this planet, we might get one person that might say, I like listening to I was going to say pap, but I can't say that anymore. <laughs> I like listening to the Perfectly Average People podcast, right? So that, that's where my that's where I am. And we went back and forth around how to approach this, right? Like, yeah. what do we want to talk about? Do we want to bring this into more of our professional background and talk about that? We really landed in this place of let's just tell some stories about perfectly average people. Because for yeah. me, what I'm feeling these days, and I reckon I'm not alone, is when I sit down and you've got those 10 minutes. For me, it's between dinner and soccer practice or whatever else is going on yeah. that evening. Yeah. And you're scrolling. And you're seeing, oh my gosh, all these really incredible people doing incredibly remarkable things. And oftentimes I kind of feel like I'm just not living up to (laughs) my potential or something. I don't know. And I think I'm sure there's lots of people who are feeling that way. And there are some really perfectly average people who are doing some really cool stuff. And wouldn't it just be fun to tell their stories? And these are people that we know, right? These are people that you and I know, they're in our lives, personally, professionally, and they have a voice and they have something to share. And I think that hearing other people's stories can be very inspiring, even if it's not that they have, they haven't climbed Mount Everest. Maybe they have, like if they did, good for them. Mount Robson. (laughs) Mount Robson, there you go, our Alberta roots. But, you know, there are some people who have simply mastered the art of keeping houseplants alive. And I will tell you, I have a 
black thumb. So my friends who grow these incredible gardens and have beautiful plants in their house and know how to keep orchids alive, I think that is something worth talking about. <laughs> the plants in our house are lusciously beautiful, but you can also put them outside in minus 40 and they don't die either because they're oh, all silk and plastic. Oh. <laughs> Just go to the dollar store. There's tons of them. <laughs> Those plants I keep alive. <laughs> you, yeah, you can put them in the dishwasher when they get dusty. It's great. And, you know, they, they look good. You know, that's the way to do things. But, you know, I have to say it's true about telling stories. Social media has been a huge part of my career, right? Yeah. And I've noticed since the pandemic, like social media has gotten so mental health-ish, right? Mm -hmm. There's just so much negativity and so much of the, the Karen and Keith stories or people are putting up these things and all you get is a lot of negativity if you get in the wrong feed. And I'm thought perfectly average people are good stories that will make people smile, laugh, yeah. cry, introspective. I hope. That's what perfectly average people does. And it just wants people like who want to sit and listen to everyday stories of people who are going to say, wow, they're just like me and they have accomplished exactly. something just like I did. Right. That's what we agreed upon. And I've you know. always loved this idea of, of telling people stories because, again, as a communicator, I really do believe that you can take any story and turn it into something that other people want to listen to and to yeah. your point it could just be for fun for amusement for entertainment if you take something away from any of these stories and you walk away with a lesson or something that you can apply to your own life or it changes the way you think great that would be wonderful yeah. i just want to put a smile on people's faces good clean unobstructive <laughs> humor because what gets hits nowadays, you know, when there's just a recent story I was watching, a couple of students, kids, teenagers going through parks and hitting the people in the back of the head to get likes on their channel. They're doing really weird things to get hits. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what everyday people do. The strangest one that I have really been enjoying lately are the hobby horse competitions. That has got to be <laughs> one of my are favorite you, things. You're talking about the horse with the pole and people, yes. <laughs> that's a thing. I know. This is what I'm saying. I, I'm finding great amusement. I'm trying to avoid the negativity. So now that I've stopped watching and indulging in some of those things, now what I'm getting fed up are things like mm. the hobby horse competition. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm a Gen Xer. And when I saw that, I just went, what the heck? What is wrong <laughs> with these people? Get a real horse. Oh my God. Right? It's very fun. Hey, you know what? Again, Amusing. This is a good lesson for us, perhaps, to take away as we start this journey. <laughs> are they watching it or are they laughing at it? Like, I'll be honest, Both. like nothing against them. I'm like, hey, to each their own. But I was laughing. I'm like, would I ever do that? Could you see? Could you see this? <laughs> could you see this doing a hobby horse? Like I would break the freaking pole. It's like I, I would break everyone, it. for everyone, Don. Mm. I... I can't even jump two inches. Like there's no way I could. They were jumping over sofas oh, they're and leaping. cars. They and, are, yeah, yes, leaping. They are... They are leaping, very yeah, I would, beautifully leaping. I would leaping. break my yeah. hip. I would break my hip if I was to do <laughs> Break your hip. This is, I'm going to use this as a segue here. Oh, so, right. yeah, because actually I think what I bossed you into, <laughs> let's be honest, I kind of bossed you into this for our first podcast is I would love to hear your rocking chair story. So I have to put some context around that. I actually, I will be honest with you, I Googled it to see if this is a real term or if it's a term that I have coined. I, I'm going to take credit for this one because I... 
every rocking, I looked up rocking chair stories and they were all like horror stories about haunted rocking chairs. So that is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a haunted rocking chair. I am talking about the stories that we all have. We all have at least one, if not more than one story that we are going to hold precious and sit in a rocking chair someday with our grandchildren at our feet. Now, depending on the nature of the story, we may need to wait until they're a bit older. So we'll we'll see what your story is here and we'll, we'll compare it to mine. Um, but what is the story that your grandkids are going to hear you tell that they're going to say, wow, my grandpa, my grandpappy, my granddad, whatever term you go by. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. What is the story that Pop, pop is going to tell that his grandkids are going to say, wow, he is super cool? <laughs> it's interesting that you said that because I, I don't call myself a really cool person. Like, I'm not cool, right? I'm just an ordinary dad. The only thing I could honestly, and I, I took a long time to think about this. <laughs> to be honest with you, I didn't have one. Oh, right? I don't believe you, Don. But but what I mean that is I didn't have a story. I have stories that Re encompass okay. a story because what's most important to me when I sit down with my granddaughter, what's most important for her to know from me right now is friendship. Now, what did I say that for? When I look at Facebook, we have 389 friends. We have 1,600 friends on our Facebook. That's not true, right? We know you right. can't have that many friends. And I want her to understand what friendship is about. And so I have stories about friends that I want her to know. And what is friendship? And what is it about? And what do you know a good friend is as compared to a, an acquaintance? And so this is what I did, to be honest with you. I sent out an email to close family members, close, close friends that I call brothers and sisters. They're not my biological brothers and sisters. And I said to them, this is morbid, but I want you to write, what's the one thing that you will remember me by because I was your friend or acquaintance? And I had them respond with a bunch of little stories that came back. That's oh, how I kind of took this. I and love so I, it. Yeah, and so I got, I got about five or six different ones that I would love to share. And it kind of encompasses who I am as Dawn. Now, a lot of people out there when I was working knew me as Dawn E.B. And it was the work Dawn. Right. Of course. You're lucky in your life if you get one good friend. You are very lucky because friendship takes time, energy, to do properly, like to yep. invest in a friendship, right? Uh, it's a life lesson, right? So yeah, this is what I came back. So I can just go through it and then we'll see what happens. Okay. Honestly, I'm so excited to hear your stories. This is an acquaintance I know, and she just wrote back Dawn's colorful clothes. <laughs> so Jess, you know, in the corporate lives, how I, the bow ties <laughs> I used to wear, the fancy socks, the weird shoes I used to wear. Awesome shoes. Yes. Another uh, friend of mine, I'm the youngest of my friends. So I got a lot of boomer friends. Oh, like, these weird. Are, so am I. Yeah. These people are in their 60s, right? And so okay. you, you want, talk about being irrelevant in today's society. Listening to these boomers talk about what's going on in today, I just shake my head and I listen to their <laughs> stories. And so our game nights that we get together, we just have a lot of laughs to talking about life and dawn is always bringing up the spicy conversations and that's what they put in here the spicy conversations at games night i will remiss you by that because <laughs> i've educated them on lgbtqt like all that stuff and make Very them understand nice. what yes. it means right my sister who's a friend she's not my real sister but i call her my sister i love her dearly very smart person but she's also really stupid 
Okay. <laughs> and oh yeah, very intellectual woman, like smart as a whip, but sometimes in other areas, she's just dumb as a board. And I can say this <laughs> and she just loves me for it. So she'll say something that's like so obvious. And I always look at her with condescending eyes and I go, really? Oh, wow. Really? And she realizes I'm just being a total, you know, brat. <laughs> she gives me the look and it's like, shut up. So she says, you know, laughing until my face cheeks hurt. And then she put down there. No, really? Because that's what I say to her once in a while. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. My daughter-in-law, this one touched my heart. One of my favorite memories of you was when my son was at a party here in town and I wasn't wanting to go. So he dropped me off at your house to hang out. She was new to the family. And she said, Dad, I spent close to eight hours with you just playing video games. <laughs> and we played until 3 a.m. And she goes, oh that will be one thing I will remember of you, Dad. And I was like, oh, that was cool. It touched my heart. I thought that was good. Yeah. You know? Another friend of mine, he's a good friend. We do a lot of these uh, boys trips that I do. His words exactly. When you go on a trip with Donnie Boy... Everything has to be classy. Three star is like camping in the mountains with a tent and sleeping in a sleeping bag. A four star is equivalent to a dive on the wrong side of the tracks. It's got to be five stars or nothing for Dawn. And it's so true. And the reason why is I used to go with these guys and they used to say, well, we can go to this hotel. It's cheap. One hotel I did, I will not say when and where, but literally there was something going on upstairs and I swore I heard a gunshot and I basically was oh sleeping on the God. floor behind the bed. And I'm like, I'm never doing this with you guys ever again. Like we just went on a trip earlier this year and yeah, we stayed at the Kananaskis. Like I was like, we're going to Kananaskis guys because that's yeah. where I want to go. You don't right? even need to explain this to me or justify it in any way. This is yeah. exactly how my friends and I travel. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, if it's not a five star, I'm not going. Like, that's how no. it is for me, right? No, yeah. it's a holiday. Yeah. Treat exactly. yourself. <laughs> the last two are the ones that really hit my heart. And one was from my daughter. And I'll probably choke up when I say this one, but I'll try and keep it together. She says, I will remember you every time I see a funny bow tie or a pair of eccentric glasses. I'll remember you every time I see one of those shirts with the weird flame print on it. And remember that one time when you shaved your head and rocked handlebar mustaches. I will remember you every time anyone makes an ill-timed fart joke. I will remember you every time I see the Northern Lights and how we would drive out in the middle of nowhere and take pictures of them together. I will remember how you take the brunt of every teenage joke and still give us the deepest hugs when we need them. Mm. I'll remember you every time I see a photograph that's edited with a black vignette around the edge because that's how you like to edit our family photos. And then she ends <laughs> off by saying, I don't think there will be a specific story I could remember you by someone like you. You are too big in my life to deserve only one story. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Yeah. Right. Like, she's going to be 27 and she still calls me daddy. Like, I love that. That does not surprise me, though. I know you said earlier you're not cool and you're not all these things, but I actually think you're cooler than you give yourself credit for. You're like one of those cool nerds, which is like the best kind of cool there is, frankly. So <laughs> that was beautiful. The last one is a dear friend of mine. I've known him for 27 years. I call him my brother. This man knows more about me than my own wife does. And that's okay because some of the stuff I talked to this man about, my wife doesn't need to know. All she needs to know is whatever stuff I'm dealing with, he's there with me. He's got it. And he wrote this. This is a difficult question as there's so many things. Loyal friend, confident brother, cheerleader, marriage counselor, life coach, accountability partner. 
the list goes on. And yes, sometimes a pain in my ass. <laughs> the best friends are. <laughs> yeah. But after thinking about the years that I've known you, I have picked one word and that word is faithful. I struggle a bit with the word, but I was going to say loyal, but it's not descriptive enough. You are faithful in your friendship. You can always be counted on to stand beside me and give me a shove when needed or to take a bullet if necessary or just listen. Even when I drive you nuts, you remain faithful. You are true and reliable and loyal. I can honestly say that you have saved my marriage, you've helped me in my ministry, and you've improved my health. Your faithful friendship has made me the most fortunate individual. Others envy our friendship, nay, relationship that we have. You are more than a friend. You are a faithful brother in the truest sense of the word. I, like that's that leaves me a little bit speechless. That is so beautiful, Don. Friendship is like the word love nowadays. We can love our cat and we can love chocolate. Where's the depth, right? right. Friendship is the same thing. I have a friend at work and I have a friend that I call my wife. Yep. There we go. I we're going to be such a fine balance for one another because that was beautiful and very heartfelt. Now, there is some beautiful messages that you can take away from my story. My rocking chair story is a single story and you are in for a ride. <laughs> oh my gosh, come on, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Now, this story is interestingly, it is wrapped up in friendship as well. And it's wrapped up in a girl's trip. When I was talking to my girlfriends about this podcast and that we were going to be sharing initially this rocking chair story and what I meant by that, they all thought of this story. So we all hearken back to this story as that's the story we're going to tell when we're old and gray and having a grand old time like in the retirement home together. <laughs> so I have a group of girlfriends. We have been traveling together now for over 20 years. We go on a trip every year, pr pretty Holy much cow. every year and go away for two, three, four nights somewhere. And so this particular year, eight, 10 years ago, it's, it's going back a little bit now, we were down in Phoenix and we were staying in Scottsdale. There were fewer of us than usual this particular evening. And I believe it was because a couple of the girls were coming the next day. And so we had decided we were gonna have a nice evening, kind of a quiet evening, go out for a nice dinner. We went to this great Italian restaurant and then we were coming back to the hotel. We were walking through the hotel to get to our villa. And as we're walking through the hotel, there is this big party happening in this ballroom. We peek our heads in and we're dressed relatively nicely. We're not like in cocktail dresses or anything, but we're all dressed up. And the people inside didn't also appear to be overly dressed up. Two of us looked at each other and went, let's go in. <laughs> and the other two said, are you crazy? <laughs> What's the worst thing that can happen here? They can ask us to leave. You were the one that said, let's go in. You were part of that. I was part of that. I was like, yeah, let's just walk in. Like, do it. what can it hurt? Yeah, yeah. So we walk in, shoulders back, head held high, looking like we belonged there. That's the lesson. Walk into every room like you belong there. We look around. Nobody's wearing name tags or anything bonus that's great yeah we do happen to see a name tag on a table so clearly people had been wearing them earlier in the evening and had taken them off so no. my girlfriend picks up the name tag and looks at me she's like i'm gonna put this on i said yes <laughs> i think you should put that on so she put on christy's name tag 
And we continue our way in. The other two girls are like still hesitating, but they're slowly coming in, following us like, oh my God, they're actually going in here. <laughs> so we walk in and we walk over and there's an open bar. We get in line. We start chatting with the woman in front of us. She was very lovely, very chatty. I'm not even sure how we learned all of this information about her, but her name was Vicky. She was a VP. She was very, very proud of her son who had started working for the company about six months before, and he had won an award that night for being like an employee of the month or something like this. So we're kind of piecing things together as it turns out like this is a party for employees that have come from everywhere across the US. And so they don't all necessarily know each other. So bonus, nobody knows that we don't belong there. Turns out my friend, Christy, my new friend, Christy, she's an award winner. People remembered her name, but clearly didn't remember what she looked like. Congratulating her on her win. We order a drink, we're hanging out with Vicky. She kind of doodles off and we start talking with other people. We are starting to get a little bit of side eye from some of the older people in the room. Like, I don't want to be ageist, but I will say it was the older people in the room probably weren't drinking as much as the rest of them. But they were kind of giving us a little bit of side eye. (laughs) And we start talking, we start dancing with people and we are hanging out with this young guy. And he's chatting away with us and we're having a great time. And he says, like, you guys are the most fun people at this party. <laughs> and I kind of, I was said, uh, yeah, I guarantee you we are. Yeah, we definitely are the most fun people at this party. And then he's talking about this award he has won. And I say to him, oh, is your mom Vicky? You know my mom? We're, yes, we know your mom. We've been friends with her for three hours since we met her in line (laughs) at the bar (laughs) so but that was it like then we were in because people overheard this conversation we know vicky so our early night was not an early night we ended up staying until the wee hours of the morning we were on the stage at one point we were in the photo booth with like the big goofy glasses and the feather boas. And we ended up taking some of that stuff back to our villa with us. We woke up the next morning and had feather boas and big goofy (laughs) sunglasses. And then we were a little worried about running into people at the pool, (laughs) but we didn't. So it was okay. But that is the story. And I have told my kids this story thinking that they would think I was super cool. That was not quite the reaction. I think it was more first shock, then a little bit of, oh my God, that's so embarrassing that you did that. (laughs) They're not quite as convinced that I'm super cool, but I feel like my grandkids will think that that's a super cool story. Your kids are going to hold that against you. (laughs) Again, I think that these kids nowadays, these Gen Z, they're a little too tame for my liking. I don't know that they would be doing this. They really think that this was completely extraordinary. But what I will say is act like you belong. Even if you don't feel like you belong, you know, you hold your head up, you look people straight in the eye when you talk at them. I'm sure there were people in that room who really did know that we were party crashers, essentially. And you know what? We weren't hurting anything. We were pleasant. We were fun. So I think they just kind of went, whatever, whatever, let it go. <laughs> let oh it my go. Gosh. So, you know, be kind, be a nice person, helps you get away with stuff. <laughs> 
and trespass at parties anytime you can. Right? It just yes, it makes for a good story. It makes for a good story. Now, I am not a wild party animal. Like, let's just be very clear about this. That was definitely not something I would normally have ever done. I think it's also that feeling like I feel very fortunate. And you said if you have one good friend, one really dear, true friend, that you should have extreme gratitude for that. And I agree. Yeah. I think that's the, tr- the truth. I feel immense gratitude because I have this incredible group of friends and it's a group of us who mm-hmm. I know that no matter what, we've always got each other's backs. We can share anything and everything. To your point, you know, they become your marriage counselors and your mom friends. Oh my gosh. Like when you all start having babies at the same time and the friendships that you develop because of that. And then I also have an incredible sister and mom and stepsister. So I feel very fortunate. And this is a good reminder for me. I have it pretty good. I have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. So I have to ask, this is going through my head as you're doing this thing. And Scott's that's one thing away when you're out of the province, you don't think anybody knows you, you can do weird things. So out of your group of friends, how many of them are moms? All of them. Okay. So it was moms behaving badly. And that's the scary part. There's nothing as powerful. And I'll say this, when you get a pack of moms together outside of where everybody knows them, you guys go crazy. Like there yeah. is something well, that snaps. Well, this is snaps. also like pre a lot of social media. Like there was social media, well, sure, but not but like still. there is today. Right. So pretty safe. I have never, I've heard so many stories like that of moms doing some weird, wacky, crazy stuff like that. Married dudes, they don't do any of that. Married dudes, they they, they hang in their own packs. But I'm just like, what's with moms? Like all that care and love and support that you give your family, you just got to say once in a while, screw it. I am going to be wild tonight. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, I don't need to care about anyone or anyone else today. This is just all about me. Doesn't happen very often. Maybe that's why. But that's funny that you say that because that story is, it's a little wild, but it's also a little bit tame. Like, I've I've got some other stories that I'm not even going to (laughs) tell. Okay, okay, okay. We're not going to get that deep yet. (laughs) Maybe on episode 200, we might come back to episode one. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I love that there was a little bit of symmetry here between Mm -hmm. what we share too, right? And and what's truly important and the having friendships, how meaningful that is. And it's funny because I had a conversation with my oldest son. He's 19 now. And we had a conversation about that because he's got a girlfriend who he spends a lot of time with. And I asked him, he's got a couple of really good friends. And I just said, I haven't heard you talk about them for a while. Like what's going on? What's Well, everybody's, you know, busy and they're in school or they're working. They've got girlfriends. And, and I said, you know, that's great. And it's nice that everybody's got all this stuff going on, but it's really important for you to spend some time with your buddies every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you don't lose that. Like I know you talk and the thing is with this generation too, they do a lot of this hanging out online and they hang out online while they're playing video games. Right. And so I think sometimes they feel like, well, I've, I've spent time with my friends. I've hung out with them because we've been playing this video game together and whatever ungodly sounds are coming from their bedrooms as they scream and yell and shoot things. So I think they feel like they have spent time 
with their friends. And I'm trying to get the point across that it's really not quality time. It's not like looking somebody in the eyes, right? 19. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you're living in 19 right now. I, I passed 19 <laughs> with my son and daughter, and I get where you're at, but... She smells nice, mom. I know. <laughs> and she's got, I know. She's got pretty eyes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like her. Like, I quite like her. She's a very sweet girl. So I can't say anything bad there. But I do want to try to express to them, friendship does take work and effort. You have to put time into it. Yes, it does. Yeah. It's like a garden, right? Like you have to nurture it and tend to it. Otherwise, it's going to wither and fade. But then I know it does happen and people move on and they have their lives and they do different things. I've Everybody has friends who kind of ebb and flow through their life, which is why, again, if you have a couple of really great people who are there for the long haul... Yeah, you've got it made. I wanted to add something to that that just came out as a life lesson. That brother of mine, my children got to witness that, right? Yeah. He's, he's part of their lives. It's almost to the point now that my kids get together every couple of weeks to do Dungeons and Dragons at my son's house. And my brother goes to their house. He sees them more than I do. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, but what I'm getting at is they've seen what true friendship is about. And, and so I, I can always encourage you to make sure that your kids witness yeah. those friendships, make them a part of those, make them see the good, the bad, not maybe not all the ugly, like they don't need to see you going to that, you know, <laughs> trespassing party. We, we don't want them to do that. But for them to witness that teachable moments where they can say, yeah. I want that. And you're still young enough. Do you date your sons? Oh, yes. It's yes. so important, right? Like, yeah. I think it's so important that fathers date their daughters and yeah. mothers date their sons to show them obviously a son how to treat a lady yeah. and for fathers to show this is how a lady should be treated yes any amount of time they will give to me these dates let me tell you i will take it but yeah so i want to say if you're listening to this podcast and you find some interest please share this podcast with the people in your contact list as many as you can and also if you want to be a part of this podcast please send us an email it's perfectly average people at gmail.com tell us your story who knows we just might want to bring you on the show and let's hear your story have you climbed mount everest are you on the hobby horse circuit that's what i want to know <laughs> I, okay, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And Jess, episode one is done. Let's see what happens in episode two, right? Woo!